Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Dawn White, and I'm with Quality Insights, the quality improvement organization for West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Today's podcast is a follow-up to episode one of our Living with Diabetes podcast series. We'll be hearing from our panelists from episode one as they respond to some of the questions that were submitted in response to their stories. Welcome back, Antoinette and Christopher. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Do you both mind introducing yourselves again for those who may not have heard the initial interview? Sure. My name is Antoinette Murphy, and I am a registered nurse, wife, mother of two, and type 1 diabetic of 26 years. Christopher? Yes, and I am a master prepare nurse, a husband, a father of four. Um, I was pre-diabetic for about six years, and then a year ago, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Wow, thank you so much. Okay, you two, we had a great response to our first episode. Uh, We received some questions from our listeners that we wanted to follow up on. Are you both ready to hear what interests our listeners? Yes, of course. (laughs) Okay, Christopher, this first one is for you. A listener from Charleston, West Virginia, who wants to remain anonymous, is inquiring about your current exercise program. Their submission reads, Christopher, in your remarks, you have mentioned diet and exercise as the most valuable tools in helping you reduce your risks for further complications and to manage your disease. Are you enrolled in any local exercise or accountability programs to help you with this? Or how have you begun to or plan to improve in this area of your life? I'm struggling myself to find a program that I will stick with that isn't too challenging. Uh, Thanks for asking that question. Um, As I am finally coming to the reality that I have diabetes after one year, uh, I've made some controls to start controlling my HGA1C, including watching my diet and exercise. Uh, I am lucky that uh, Highmark, my insurance, has a health coach dedicated to helping me succeed in managing my diabetes. So I would suggest to anybody that's listening to reach out to your insurance company to see if they have any kind of diabetes management offerings to help you uh, be successful in controlling it. I can rely on them for recipes, HGA1C monitoring, and encouragement on getting enough exercise to help me control or lose weight. We also have a a school track right beside our subdivision, so I'm lucky that I can go over there and walk or jog uh, whenever I need to. I suggest you check out uh, your local schools and track availability in your surrounding area. You can start walking uh, and then working up your way to jogging whenever you're ready. Well, that's great, Christopher. Thank you for digging into that a little bit more for us. Uh, Antoinette, our next question is directed at you. This question is from Alyssa in Erie, Pennsylvania, and her question reads, Antoinette, you seem to have a very busy lifestyle with managing a family and working as a nurse. How do you do all of that and still have adequate control of your diabetes? I myself have had a hard time just managing my diabetes alone. Well, that's a great question. And uh, sometimes I myself, I'm not sure how everything gets done, but um, honestly, I give credit to my amazing support system. I 
have an incredibly supportive family. Um, they're always around in some form or fashion to help out with daily life and all that that entails. Um, especially with two little ones. Um, but I also have an amazing doctor. Um, I see an endocrinologist who is my specialist that handles all of my diabetes-related issues. Um, and she's made herself available virtually um, for virtual visits at the drop of a hat if I were to need something urgently um, or need her to look at my um, glucose levels. And um, you know, the newer technology that has come out is um, really a step in the right direction uh, towards improving quality of life for um, diabetics. I personally have a continuous glucose monitor, and that's a device that sits under the skin, um, and it reads my glucose levels every five minutes, and it reports it to my phone. Um, so I can just look at my phone every couple minutes to see where I am in real time um, and make any treatment decisions about glucose levels um, pretty effortlessly effortlessly. Um, but I also have the newest insulin pump from Omnipod, and that has um, allowed my pump and my continuous glucose monitor to talk to each other. So it kind of makes treatment decisions for me at times if it feels that I'm going outside of my, um, you know, range of optimal glucose levels. So that, um, improved technology has also definitely been um, part of my success. Um, so all of these things combined help me to live a little bit easier, even with having such a busy lifestyle. That's amazing. It sounds like the advances in technology have truly come a long way over the years. Well, you can say that again, because I remember mm -hmm. thinking how advanced things were when I was diagnosed, and I was learning about the new glucose monitors compared to the old ones, and now all of that seems completely ancient, and it was only about 26 years ago. So, Wow. Okay, I digress. Uh, Christopher, another question for you. Peter from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is asking, how has your diagnosis affected your family? Do you feel as though your need to make changes to your diet and lifestyle is affecting them? What are some suggestions you have for including them in this teaching moment? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> At present, I'm the only one in the immediate family of six that has diabetes. So I usually do not change my uh, family meal planning based on my healthcare needs or when eating out. Um, I try to plan my day knowing what drinks or what I'm going to have for meals. And I can either um, help do portion controls or pick my meals to help control my glucose intake uh, and manage my A1C. I'm lucky in that I've stayed uh, at level six so far for my HGA1C. As far as teaching my kids, I do take the opportunities as they arise to teach them about sugars and drinks and foods and how that can play an important part in diabetes management and control, as well as how it affects their bodies. <clears throat> so thanks for asking that question. Thank you, Christopher. I don't think I'd ever thought about that perspective before. Um, Antoinette, an anonymous listener from Morgantown, West Virginia, is asking, have you experienced any complications from your diabetes since you have been a type 1 diabetic for so long? 
Well, I guess we are here to show you the not so pretty side of diabetes as well. And my honest answer to this question is yes. Um, I have experienced difficulty within my diagnosis um, ever since I was a teenager. I've been hospitalized many times as a teenager, um, mainly for not taking care of myself properly or leaving my blood sugar levels um, go too high for too long. Um, in one of those hospitalizations, I was in a coma in the ICU. Um, in Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh for about three days. Um, so after that, we had kind of an eye-opening moment and um, realized that something needed to change. So I opted to um, have an inpatient stay uh, for over a month at the Children's Institute of Pittsburgh, um, where I was retrained and re-educated on living properly with diabetes. Um, the education that they gave me with eating, exercise, medication management um, was truly what saved my life. And uh, I still continue to use those skills even as an adult. Um, but as an adult, I've experienced complications too. So, um, you know, Christopher can attest, I just had a surgery a few months ago to release trigger finger in my left hand, um, which is a complication from my diabetes. And, um, you know, I also suffer from chronic urinary tract infections, which I am also told is because of my diabetes. So, um, you know, infections of any kind take their toll on my glucose levels and my overall well-being. So um, any complication is really all-consuming. Well, that sounds like quite the journey. Thank you for being honest. It's my pleasure. I think it's uh, definitely important to talk about the complications uh, that are associated with this disease because a lot of times in my practice I hear, well, I wish I had known that this could happen or I didn't think this would happen to me. And uh, the sad reality is that if you don't prioritize your, your diabetes and your health, this will happen to you. Um, you know, you are not the exception to the rule and sadly very few are. So thank you for asking about that. That's very sage advice. Uh, Christopher, last question for you for the day. Okay, lay it on me. Okay. Marianne from Uniontown, Pennsylvania is wondering, has your diagnosis affected your job at all? I am also newly diagnosed and nervous about my coworkers' perception of me and my new diagnosis. I'm lucky that I get to work from home uh, so I don't have to plan out uh, my eating times and can manage my meals. Obviously, since I have the luxury of working from home, my food is already here with me. As far as uh, perceptions, I must admit, I too was a little timid to tell other people that I was diabetic, partly because when I said it out loud, it became more of a reality for me. Uh, I have worked with diabetic people previously and never found it to be an issue with anyone. I think uh, coworkers are more understanding and cooperative than you might think. Although when my coworkers would celebrate my birthday, they would always get the large birthday cake. I would just need to make sure I did portion control. Uh, thanks for that question. I know everyone has some trepidation about how others may view them. I did too. Well, thank you for being with us today, Christopher, and for opening up your life to us even more. Uh, Antoinette, last question for you. Melissa from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is asking about your pregnancies. She says, Antoinette, I have been a type 1 diabetic for just over six years now, and I consider myself to be well-controlled. I just married my soulmate, and we are starting to discuss starting a family. How did you manage your diabetes while pregnant? 
I'm told by my endocrinologist that it's going to take a lot of work. Well, that is true. Uh, for my pregnancies, I was referred to a specialized group of doctors um, called the Maternal Fetal Medicine Group at, out of McGee Hospital, who are um, specially trained to deal with pregnancies in high-risk groups, such as diabetics, cancer patients, um, you name it. Um, so they stress um, that you have to have tight control of your glucose levels even before conception. Um, I had to pre-plan all of my pregnancies with these doctors and um, you know, they have to give you the green light before you can start trying to conceive, um, you know, once they feel that you are tightly controlled. Um, I also attended ultrasounds and non-stress tests at least two to three times per week um, to monitor not only my own health, but also the baby's growth and, and well-being. Um, and my first daughter was um, born healthy, and my second daughter was born with a small hole in her heart. Um, but thankfully, it didn't affect her health otherwise, and we were able to just let that hole heal on its own as she grew. So she's completely fine now, no further monitoring um, for any other cardiac issues, um, but that's still terrifying, as well as, um, you know, my own personal health issues. I had preeclampsia with my first daughter, and so from about 20 week, 28 weeks on, I was, um, you know, I had to take a leave of absence from work as a floor nurse until I delivered her, and um, you know, hospital stays associated with that. It's just absolutely terrifying. Leaves you feeling like you're completely out of control of the situation. Yes, but I'm happy to hear about the children and your health and everybody's happy and healthy. Oh, thank uh, you. And it sounds like a full-time job just being pregnant as a type one diabetic. It really is. Um, it's absolutely 100% worth it at the end of the day, but uh, that decision is definitely not for the faint of heart. So. <laughs> Thank you for being so transparent with us today, Antoinette, and for opening your life up to us. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. This concludes our time for today's Living with Diabetes episode. We urge you to continue to tune in as we hope to expand our Living With series over the next few months to include various other chronic and acute illnesses, such as hypertension, chronic kidney disease, and many more. We are excited to bring our patients' real-life stories to light with these unique recordings for our listeners, and we hope you will share in this excitement with us.